the uh, the showcase near my house. Um, it's called Showcase Cinemas Deluxe, and they have recli- like reclining chairs apparently, and I really want to go there because I haven't been there in forever. I used to go there as a kid because it's near my house, but like I haven't been there forever, and apparently they got reclining chairs and See, when, added a deluxe to their name. When I hear deluxe, I'm thinking, damn, this showcase, I'm gonna go be able to go in there, have a nice comfy chair, watch a movie, and get filleted. Like it's about <laughs> it's about what I'm expecting from a deluxe movie. Like if I don't get blown. I don't think it's that deluxe. It must have been in the the second advertising. Fuck better, though, because I'm not about to go to a movie theater that I don't get blown at anymore. So uh, anyway, we're Navi Tales. <laughs> we haven't actually... So you guys keep listening to episodes, but we actually haven't recorded in forever because I left the country because I hate you all. Yes. I think those were my exact... I got an Apple Watch. I noticed. How is that? I, I like it. It's just... I'm not... You know me. I'm not very good at technology. Mm-hmm. So I'm not used to it, and I've had it for almost a week. But, yeah, I, th- I think it's cool. Look at it. It's got the Witcher symbol oh, on it. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I've always wanted to get, like, a smartwatch. Yeah. Not I, specifically Apple, but Well, it makes sense because you don't have an iPhone. Right. For me, it made more <clears> sense <throat> for me to get an Apple Watch no, with my iPhone. No, I agree. But, yeah, so I've, I've been out of the country. I've been, I went to Ireland, and then life just gets busy when you leave the country for a fucking week. You've, it's not like the world stops. It's fucking annoying. Well, you have to come back and deal with shit. Yeah, so, and that I didn't, which is why we're recording this a week after I've gotten back. Yeah, well. A week after the week after I got back. But whatever. We're, we're back together again. And Josh seems so pleased. I wish I was not in this country. I'm I'm gonna go back. And I the, like the, we're gonna move this uh, podcast to Ireland. Like I legitimately was planning on going back to Ireland while I was still in Ireland. Like I was making the plans. I was asking my parents, like, "Hey, man, how much did this cost? Like, did you pay? Because we were staying in a house. I was like, how much did the house cost you? The like, questions like that. They're like, why? I go because I'm going back. But Josh, you're still here. I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna have to leave. <laughs> At some point, I have to leave here. So if you ever get the chance, go to Ireland. It's pretty. Prettier than America. Yeah. You'd want to go there. Is that the first time you've left the country? <laughs> no, I, I've been to Canada a couple times. I was actually born like an hour away from Canada. So normally when I go up to where I was born, we'll go to Canada. And uh, I went to El Salvador when I was in high school. That was the first time I went to Europe. Nice. Sorry, I'm having heartburn and dying a little bit. But, yeah, it was the first time I went to Europe. Uh, driving on the opposite side of the road sucks. Uh, my dad ran five stoplights. <laughs> uh, everything there is a smaller serving size except alcohol. So I drank all the time. Literally the entire trip. Is that why? Is that because we're fatter? Because we eat way more food? Yeah, dude, everyone's skinnier over there. Oh, like, yeah. everyone's like looks like you, <laughs> not like me. I was, like, fat. <laughs> Like, and, and, like, shirt sizes suck. So I went to the Guinness Brewery because I'm an alcoholic. So I wanted to pick up a couple T-shirts and shit mm-hmm. that were, like, exclusive to the brewery. Like, you could only get them there. Yeah. So I'm, like, looking at their sizes. I'm, like, oh, a double XL. That's what I normally wear. I'm a big guy. I'm over six feet tall, and I'm fat as shit. So, like, I usually wear a double XL. So I, I put on my, the double XL. I tried it on. I'm, like, whoa, this is tight on me. Like, I didn't get fatter in Ireland. <laughs> Ireland just makes its shirts real, like, like their double XLs are for smaller people than me. I had to wear triple XL in Ireland. Damn. So I have two triple XL t-shirts, and both of them say Guinness on it. I mean, beer is fattening. 
Yeah, but I as fattening as beer is, they don't have easy access to fast food. There's not a lot of fast food anywhere. Yeah, that'll do it. Like, I didn't see any McDonald's there. Mm. I'm sure they exist in Ireland, don't get me wrong, but I didn't personally see any. Yeah. Like, in Dublin, there's probably a McDonald's. Yeah, but like, I've, seen, I've seen stuff like that. It ain't like around here where, like, if I walk down the street literally a minute, there is a Subway, a local Mexican food place, a local pizza place, a local this, a local that. Like, I ate a lot of food while I was in Ireland, but, like, a lot of it was fresh-caught seafood. Yeah. Which isn't that bad for you. No, it's So, not. like, I ate, like, a a roast, like, a, what is it, a smoked salmon salad. Sounds dope. Which is, like, has freshly caught smoked salmon on top of it, and then it's, like, a salad. Yeah. But, like, that is, like, go to a restaurant, eat this food. Like, I did have fish and chips a couple times, which was fried as hell, but, like, even that, it wasn't that common. But, man, I had fish and chips with fish that was caught that morning. Bruh. I know we live in New England and it's fresh as shit anyway. But still, motherfucker, that is some good eats. I bet. Yeah, that sounds really delicious. And then I went to the world's oldest distillery and I have a bottle of 12-year whiskey that's in my bedroom that I am not opening until I have a reason to. Yes. But it just looks beautiful. Oh, it does. I need to pick up whiskey stones, though. I don't have any. Uh, It's like... They work like ice cubes, but they don't, because you want to be careful with whiskey. You want to put a splash of water in it because it helps bring out the flavor, but you don't want to water it down too much, just a splash. And with that, with ice, it does too much of that. So they have whiskey stones, which are stones that you freeze, mm-hmm. and then you put in your drink and they work like ice cubes, but they're, they, there's yeah, no, they, nothing they on them. They don't water it down. Yeah. <clears throat> so I need to pick up some whiskey stones. They're not whiskey expensive. Stones. And you can get them in like different shapes. I want to get some nerdy ass whiskey stones anyway. It's an X-Wing. Yeah, dude, I want to get Death Star whiskey stone. <laughs> like I was thinking about it. Like I bet you this exists. Probably. It's like the same with like the ice cube trays. You can get like battering ice cubes and whatever. Dude, that'd be cool as shit. Anyway, yeah, this is our video game podcast. Where uh, we talk about Ireland. I'm Josh. I'm Nick. I'm uh I got a trophy. What? It gives me achievements on my walking. You have achievements on your Apple Watch? I have achievements in real life now. Oh, God. It's pretty fucked up. Life is changing for me, man. Can you get, like, Pokemon Go on that? Yeah. Do you have it? No. What the fuck's wrong with you? Because I deleted Pokemon Go. I know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so this is Navi Tales. We talk about video game lore. It's been a bit since we've done anything. So, after Kingdom Hearts, we needed a break anyway, because that was exhausting. So, you know what we decided to do instead? Fucking Destiny. Because that's a good, that's a good replacement. Because when you think, oh, we need a break from video game lore, let's talk about Destiny. Well, and here's my thing with Destiny. In game, there's nothing. No. There's nothing. There really isn't. It's just Grimoire. You just shoot things. Grimoire kills you. Although, Destiny 2, though... Talk about. I feel like we can talk about that later. We can talk like, about that at the end. Because you know how at the end we do uh, what we've been playing? We'll Destiny both... 2 has been we... what we've been playing. Yeah, so I feel like uh, we can start that The beta off. is what we're talking about with that because Destiny 2 isn't out at the time of this. But let's begin in the 21st century. Yeah. Born so, and raised. On the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. So Earth and Destiny is weird. And it almost exactly like ours to the point where they quote ACDC in one of the trailers. 
Like, they are playing ACDC as an oldie, which never made sense to me because of how far in the future Destiny is. It'd be like us listening to the music music of the ancient Egyptians, but older. Mm-hmm. But I digress. It was still a cool live-action trailer. It was. So anyway, it begins all the way back in the 21st century, and it all is because the fucking Traveler showed up. So if you ever see any of the promotional art for Destiny, there's a big planet thing over Earth. It's a big white ball. That isn't the moon. That is a sentient being, or at least in most of the posters, a corpse of a sentient being. Yes. But that is the Traveler. It's a giant ball that showed up in our solar system around 2015s. Spoilers, that's when Destiny came out. So... Um, they did there. And decided to start terraforming all our planets into livable ones. So it was the first time the the planets were becoming... Yeah, outside of Earth. Yeah. Like Mars and cool Venus shit. and stuff had uh, were able to sustain life. So we find out about the fact that there's a giant ball flying through the solar system making planets rain. Not raining planets, but making it rain <laughs> on planets. Imagine. Dude, I... Fucking destiny would be entirely different. <laughs> if you just this is just a boss that just throws planets. That sounds like a hop- Final Fantasy reject. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's how you say that. It sounds like Kefka Final Form, but it it's just it, it sounds like what Sephiroth did, and like except he was just throwing one planet around, mm. kind of like I do when I drive. But eventually, humanity figures it out and goes, let's go see what this thing's doing. So it goes and has first contact with the Traveler, and it doesn't really say ever how the Traveler communicates outside of the speaker. Yeah. Even in the stuff that I did, and if you don't know anything about Destiny, first off, I'm entirely positive while you're listening to our Destiny episode if you don't know anything about Destiny, but the speaker is kind of who speaks for the Traveler. Uh, He's in the the main hub for Destiny, but at this point, there's no speaker. But anyway, they, they get in contact. Traveler, Traveler's like, this is some pretty dope shit. You guys seem like cool folk. Let me, uh, head... Seem like some good guys. Let me head back with you. So, so it starts the Golden Age. Uh, because now we have this super intelligent, sentient ball, big ball, just hanging out around Earth, teaching us, using its influence or the light, to teach us how to make new technology. So that's how we get good space travel outside of rockets and spacesuits. That's how we get cool guns, working AIs and war mines like Rasputin, who's like a super important character for no good reason. Yeah, I wish that they did more with. They, uh, what are they going to do? They originally were gonna make him a character. They were gonna a I character. Think, I think they were gonna like put him in like an EXO, yeah, or something like that, and like make him like because in the entire game he's just well he's an AI so he's he, just a he vo- speaks he's a he's just a voice that you hear and never in English because he's a Russian AI right so he only speaks to you in Russian or Mexican if we're talking to Amber because she can't tell the difference. Um, but I think at one point they were supposed to. Like he was supposed to actually like meet him face to face. Like they were gonna put his subconscious in a body. I still think him. that's gonna be an idea that shows up in the next game. I really hope so. I like I said, I really wish they did more with Rasputin. And, and Rasputin's still alive and still important. So we're gonna get more of him. They make the Exos, which are giant humanoid robots that have. It's not explicitly said, but 
if you go into deep in the grimoire cards, they are copies of humans, like their memories and personalities and stuff. So, like, and the reason we know that is because Cade Six tried the not and odd stuff. Whatever, it doesn't matter <laughs> to you. Um, they create Siva, which is this creation nanotechnology that just Siva sucks. Yeah, gets out of control at some point. Yeah, and then and then it does, it sucks. <laughs> I fuck it that DLC and. <laughs> Then it creates the Age of Enlightenment, uh, an, an Age of Enlightenment, not the, that was a while ago, but the Golden Age. So, shit's going pretty good. Uh, then it leads up to something called the Collapse, but before we dealt with the Collapse, the Vex, we had first contact with the Vex. We found dormant Vex on a planet, and that's how we created the Exo, yes. which I didn't fucking know that. Yes, neither did we, I. Backtrack to the technology of the Vex to create the Exo. Yeah, the Vex were like, like predated us like by millennia. Well, the Vex and they were just dormant. have been, are, and always will be. Mm. They are this collective hive mind across space and time. They're I don't even like explaining the Vex and how they work. I hate it because <laughs> it it is so timey wimey. Oh yeah, I can't stand it. They just exist and have existed and will always exist. But we found some dormant Vex, and we also discover the first colony of worms and the hive in the moon. Yes. Deep, deep in the core of the moon. So, these kind of herald the coming of the darkness, because these are both servants of the darkness that are suddenly being discovered, which would make sense why the dark, why they're discovered as the darkness starts to come into our galaxy. And when I say the darkness, I'm not meaning like... Little D. Huh. I'm talking about the big D. Ah. Darkness with the big D. So capital D darkness, which is an entity. Yes. That we don't really know anything about. Other than it's bad. It's evil. We don't know if it's like a horde of aliens, if everything coming is the darkness, or if it's like a living being. I think we're going to find out eventually. but Or like Hopefully. some spiritual... Shit. Yeah, voodoo magic. Some voodoo magic, but... So, that leads to the Collapse. Nick, tell me a little bit about the Collapse. So, the Collapse... Um, I like how I wrote, and so then shit hit the fan. Yeah, pretty much. Shit did hit the fan. So, uh, Rasputin, being the smart AI it is, uh, actually senses the darkness coming and gets the planet ready for defense because it's a war mine and they were built for planetary defense. Uh, the traveler who has been traveling around our solar system at this point, terraforming all our planets, senses the darkness coming and makes its way back to Earth to help us defend uh, ourselves. Rasputin fails uh, in fighting the oncoming darkness and prepares to hold the traveler hostage if it decides to run away again. Because... Which, Go ahead. which I'm curious how Rasputin figured that out. Because I put he's a smart cookie. But um, <laughs> I, I'm curious how we figure that out because the Traveler has always been shown as running from the darkness. Right. So it'd go in, do its shit, and then the darkness would come and it'd leave. Kind of like leaving everything else to fend for itself. So Rasputin figured that shit out and went, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. If, like you, leave, if you leave, I will kill you, <laughs> is what Rasputin said. He's like, because he's programmed to defend humanity. With the Traveler leaving, that wouldn't defend humanity. Yeah. So he was like, 
to me, like it, it's very old-fashioned of the kind of godhood of this. Like the traveler isn't like this infallible heroic being; it's a flawed thing, right? Like the Greek gods and the Norse gods and all that. So it it was. I, th- I always thought that was really cool that Rasputin had to hold it hostage. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's like, I'm gonna hold this thing that everybody thinks is a god hostage. Because Rasputin don't, get... don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So we don't get it fucked. Uh, the Traveler, incidentally, decided to stay and help anyways, and Rasputin ends up shutting himself down, which fucks with a bunch of people, because, you know, one of the biggest war minds just was like, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to sleep. Which I think was to preserve itself, because it figured it couldn't help humanity if it were dead. Probably. I don't... Again, Rasputin doesn't think it just follows its orders to the best of its ability yeah because it's just an ai yeah so it's not it's thinking how can i help humanity if i'm dead so to help humanity i will go dormant so that then i can help humanity in the future because the traveler's still staying yes which is why i need more rasputin in my life exactly so with the darkness on its way the dormant vex on all the planets start waking up and that's eventually how Mercury fell. Yeah, when you look at Mercury in Destiny, it is just a giant robot planet. Right. Like, it's all just Vex structures, because the Vex took it over fast. They took over Mercury before we could do anything about them taking over Mercury. There was no countermeasures, no nothing, because they just went and were done. I was like, and I always thought that part was really cool, and that's why I'm hyped to get to go to Mercury eventually. Yeah, I was. I that was one of the things that like uh, about Destiny that like I always wish we could go to Mercury more because there's like what like a couple of PVP maps. You and went then the tower if you win. Yeah, you went to you you went there in trials. If or the you lighthouse. beat trials, the lighthouse is there. A couple PVP maps, and then if you do the Titan Sunbreaker quest, oh yeah, that's it right. ends on Mercury. That's right. Yeah, I never went to the lighthouse. Spoilers, me neither. I, you know, I didn't play PvP enough, and I didn't have, I had you, mm. but I didn't have another consistent person to go through trials enough with me. Yeah. So, like, I got a lot of trials gear from the times that I have done it, but I've never had a consistent enough person to, like, work with in trials to get to the lighthouse. And Which that's was always a pain in the ass. Fine. Anyways. I don't care. Nah, I didn't care that much. I mean, I kind of cared. I, ca- I cared to the point where, like, I just wanted to be there. Just once. Because, like, it's like this, like, hey, you've done literally everything in this game. Here's this one area you haven't gone to yet. I haven't got the swords. Fuck those. I got the swords. Those are a pain in the ass. I know. The that's why ones. I'm never going to get those. I mean, there's no point now. I know. So I don't give a shit. Look, if don't get me wrong. If they carried over to Destiny 2, I'd be like, okay, let me try to get the swords real quick. But considering none of that does, like, I don't know why I have a full set of fucking Taken armor. Same. Or, like, that full set of, uh... That glowing armor that makes me look like an Apple product. Yeah, the Spectre armor. The Spectre armor, yeah, the one I used all the way through. The, and, like, all the fucking Iron Lord armor that I can possibly have. I have all of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it doesn't matter. Can't use it. I have all these shaders. I have all, all the exclusive shaders you can get. I have, like, the shader from the book the first time around. The, like, Iron Lord's book. Mm. I ended up getting that shader... Just so I could have that shader. None of that carries over. Nope. I just want to glow green because of the Halloween shader I have. Yo, I'm going to miss my uh, 
my glowing purple shader. Dude, I know. It was... It, I can't believe that was the best shader from that event. But, yeah. Like, looking at all the shaders, there's, like, this cool glowing green one. There's that all-black one. Mm-hmm. The, like, info black or whatever. But the coolest shader was Candlelight, where you glowed bright purple. It, it was, was so bright. cool. And f- I used it exclusively from then on, because I was just... Everybody was just, like... Like, normal colored, and I just walk into a raid and just be, like, this bright fucking With thing. With your big, long, purple cloak. Yep. Nick mained a hunter, by the way, and I, I generally mained a warlock, although I did use a titan for a very long time, but I just felt more comfortable on a warlock. But Nick is, as long as Nick's played the game, I mean, we have a level, capped level of everything. Yeah. But as long as Nick's played the game, he's been our hunter. He's, like, always been one of our hunters. Yeah, I just love the flowing capes and that purple cape, the queen's flow, the big, it's just like, I like when they look cool and they're really big, like, Nick, I, the, the capes that, like, go down in, like, your half back, like, what the, what, the, what is this? Get the shit out of my face. I want the capes to drag down dude, the floor. he, like, swore by this cape. This cape was I have weird. not ever heard the end of this stupid queen's that, I cake. I think that is the thing I'm most upset, of, upset about that's not transferring over is that cape. They be, Nick, it better be in We Destiny get an too. emblem. We get an emblem. Oh, that makes everything better. <laughs> that makes All everything. that taken armor I spent probably 40 bucks on getting. <laughs> the ghost ghost. But I get the ghost ghost. Don't even get me. I am triggered. <laughs> you have triggered me. So there was a Halloween event at Destiny, in case you didn't know. And in the Halloween event, you could get a ghost ghost, which is a ghost, the little ball AI thing that you get in Destiny that kind of works as your hub and companion. But he had a sheet over him. So he was a little ghost. So he was the ghost ghost. And you, you, you could get these boxes to do it, but you could also buy boxes. I think I spent 50 bucks on boxes, let alone the ones you could get for free. Mm. And I finally got a ghost ghost. Everyone else got them, like, first try. Yeah, I think I, got, I like, one box. I could... 50 he, bucks to He get. was so mad. I got it! You did. Guess what? It's not coming with you. I know! Nick! Don't you... <laughs> You keep triggering me. I'm going to need my safe place. All right. I'm going to need my... We should probably not derail this any further. <sighs> yeah. In, into our triggered... About Destiny. And how about things mad not, I am. <laughs> things not transferring into Destiny 2. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Destiny 1, or not even the prelude to Destiny 1. This is like... This is like everything... A thousand years in. before Destiny 1. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mercury film. Uh, when the darkness finally gets to Earth, humanity pretty much gets their shit pushed in until they are about to fall and the Traveler sacrifices itself and saves everybody because it's basically (laughs) Jesus in this this game. So I did a lot of the notes for this, uh, and I forget that I'm so casual with taking notes, so I literally have the Traveler sacrifices itself because the Traveler is Jesus. (laughs) Yes, Josh takes amazing notes. <laughs> um, so, in its dying breath, it uh, releases these things called ghosts, which we just talked about. These little ball AIs that were originally voiced by Peter Dinklage, but are now voiced by Nolan North. Yeah. Which um, is ten times better. You know, a lot of people didn't want Peter Dinklage more, but I thought he sounded fucking boring in this. Yeah. Because I don't think he wanted to do this. Yeah, I agree. Nolan North sounds enthusiastic. Um, so, what the ghosts do is they can uh, find people who have the ability to weaponize light with a capital L. 
It's darkness with a capital D, and now we have light with a capital L. So they find people who can weaponize them and use them to help them fight the darkness. They also bring, they pretty much bring people back to life to, uh, to use this. They, you're pretty much zombies. The zombies wielding light. It's pretty much what the ghosts do. One of my favorite quotes from Destiny is in, keep talking, I'm going to find that quote. All right. I don't know what you're talking about. It has about. to do with the, the, you being a dead thing. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so around this time, the Fallen come in the wake of the darkness. Um, the Fallen actually believed that the Traveler belonged to them, so they chased it all they, the way across the They called the it the Great Machine. They, they, they wanted it, and so they chased it all the way to us, and that's why the Fallen showed up and why we have to deal with their asses now. Because they thought, look at this Great Machine that they called it. We want that. We're going to come take it. So that's why they showed up. Yeah, they... I don't like... I mean... They... It's implied that they once had the light. That there were once, like, fallen guardians. That they were in the light, and then something called the Great Whirlwind happened. Which it's also implied that the Great Whirlwind was the darkness coming to get them. And... It kind of, again, it's not, it's not explicitly said, but it's, it's implied a lot. Uh, I actually have it right here. The light can, thing? Uh, no, the, the thing about the fallen, I just need to find what's his name. Oh yeah, he's an ally. Uh, so in case you don't know what I'm doing, I have the Destiny app on my phone and I'm just trying to find the stuff on the grimoire mm. because most of this uh, information wasn't in the game it was all put on the grimoire which is how they did like their super backstory for this game and uh it's all written from different points of view it's incredibly well written if you get a chance to read grimoire absolutely do it because i'm assuming if you're listening to a video game lore podcast you like video game lore but it's like the i've read literally all of the ones you can for oryx the taken king all of that. They're really, really fascinating and incredibly well written, in my opinion. I just wish they were accessible in game and they talked about the stuff more in game. It's kind of like Destiny has its own wiki. Yeah. With all much. the extended information, which is fine, but it just doesn't. They There was no that's the plot only, in the game. Yeah, that's the only place where you find it. Like, there's a difference between, like, it showing up in the game and then if you want to read more about it or experience it again, but don't really want to play through it again. You could have, like, this, like Josh said, this wiki of information. But, no, it was pretty much just like, you want to know about something, it's over there, not in the game. Yeah, so with the with uh, the Fallen, Varric's the loyal of House Judgment kind of keeps track of their history. So it literally says, first the Great Machine, then Sky fell away, Whirlwind ripped away the past, all honor lost, all hope, judgment not, not enough, cannot keep wolves from kings, scar from winter, fell to fighting, fell to hate. And then it says, traveled with many houses before wolves, we move across the dark, follow the light, advise Kells, worship primes, house judgment must survive. Found the light, too bright in darkness to hide, house winter attack, house devil plot, house king's plan, house wolf circle, house judgment wait. So it's kind of saying like they were going after the light after it abandoned them, but as a broken civilization. Yeah. So the Taken, so yeah, they believe, follow it. They believed it was theirs. Not yeah, the, the fall. 
So they follow... That's why they keep trying to attack the humans. Because they have the Traveler. They want their Traveler, their great machine back. See, I feel like, again, like stuff that would have been cool in the, in the actual game. If they explained why the Fallen were the Fallen. Yeah. Not the Elix, Elinsky or whatever their race is called. They're called. They call themselves the Fallen now. Mm. And like that, that they're fighting pretty much with the humans over the light. And like they're kind of alluding that to that in the second game, where like the Cabal just show up and he's just like, "Your light's mine now," which is which is. Dude, but I like, cannot stuff like, tell more you like that would have been how throbbing my erection was. That was great. Well, we'll get there. Uh, speaking of the Cabal. Uh, they also came because the, they showed up because the darkness split a large group of them off from their empire. So they were kind of stuck in our solar system. Oh, all right. And that's why the, the cabal showed up near us. And they're a bunch of, and they're, uh, they're a highly militarized, uh, race. And they're not, they're not in the game for the darkness or the light. Like the hive and the vex serve the darkness the fallen crave the light, but they're not in it for that at yeah. all. They yeah. may inadvertently serve the darkness, but it's not because they explicitly serve the darkness. They just are a military might. Uh, think any different faction from Warhammer, because it's basically what the Cabal both look like and act like. They're a pain in the ass. So this all leads into the Dark Age. This whole... Darkness coming, everybody fighting. So, yeah, and it's lasts 300 years, which sounds miserable. Uh, the survivors basically gather up in different places to just do just that, survive. Uh, oh, the other thing that happened was the, a group of humans during the collapse went off into deep space. Yes. To, to run from the darkness. Yeah, they were just like, we're not staying, we're out. Yeah, and then while they were there being exposed to that part of space and the raw darkness itself, they became the Awoken, which is an entire different race of people in this. They have, like, blue or purple skin, glowing eyes, an entirely different society. So, while that then that happens, and then on Earth, there's different survivors. Some Awoken go back to Earth. Uh, Exo wake back up because a lot of them are put to sleep or destroyed. Uh, they were the first military might that they threw, the humans threw at them because Exo are expendable. Yes, because they were just robots. Right, so they, some of them wake back up, but they don't have any memory. And, I mean, they might just be robots, but they're fucking sentient, so the humans are dicks. But... No, I don't think they were sentient and when they were first made. There was a, there was some point, and I don't really know if it's like really documented how exactly it happened, but there was some point where one of them got sentient, and it just kind of progressively went off like that. But I don't think they were always sentient. But they still the EXO are back and sentient, but they generally don't have memories. Some of the Awoken are back on Earth, but they're weird because they're Awoken. And there's some survivors, and they're basically try using Earth because the other planets have been taken over for the most part, so they're just kind of forming tribes on Earth to keep away from everything. And this is also when the ghosts are going through refugees looking for guardians or risen. And this is also when the first rangers appeared. Rangers were the proto-guardians. They didn't have... They weren't blessed with the light and able to weaponize the light. 
but they served the same purpose as guardians, where they were there to protect humans and guard what was left of humanity. And they were called the rangers, which you can get some rangers, weapons, and gear, and destiny. It's mostly hunter shit. Um, so then the ghosts find the first people that they want to resurrect, but they bring them back, and they're a bunch of dickheads. Uh, they called themselves the warlords. So they basically used the fact that when a ghost resurrects you, you're, you're brought back from the dead when a ghost finds you. So they're usually finding corpses. But when they resurrect you, they make it so that you can't die. You're essentially immortal. It gives an in-game reason why you can respawn. Yes, which is cool. Which is cool. I love in-game stuff like that. But it, in lore-wise, lore you're immortal. You cannot die. The only way you can die is if your ghost dies. Which is what some people end up getting trained to do. But you are uns an unstoppable force. So there's these warlords who kind of take over because... No one can stop them because no one can even kill them. Right. Let alone the fact that they have weaponized light and are super strong. Like, they're super soldiers on, like, an entirely different level, on, like, a spiritual level that are immortal. So they kind of take over. And uh, they're ruling people with their iron fists and everything, which caused the creation of the Iron Lords, which were guardians who went, this isn't right. We were given this power to protect, not to rule. Right. So they kind of went in and it got, like, reading through, I didn't put a lot of it in here because I want to do an entire episode on the Iron Lords. Which I think is fair. I think that there's so much with the Iron Lords that we don't know about. And it's so fucking interesting that I didn't want to put it in there. But I summed it up by saying this is basically Game of Thrones with guns. They are all competing for power between the warlords and within the lords themselves. Um, so they end up teaching each other how to kill guardians, use it by killing their ghosts. Like these iron lords are specifically designed or have trained themselves to kill themselves because these are the first true guardians. Before that, and for a while, they call guardians the risen. Because they're resurrected. Yeah. But they... These are the first true guardians. And at the end of this age, the Titans become official guardians of the Traveler and form the Pilgrim Guard, which is the first example of the ti of Titans. Because before that, there were different kind of groups, but... Like warlocks and all that, but... Just Titans. So, yeah. And after that, we end up with the City Age, which is what is right before Destiny. It leads right up into the game. Yeah. But it's full of some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the City Age is where everybody gathers under the uh, Traveler because its aura that it was uh, emanating was still protective. And they created what they called the Last City. So they pretty much build a city underneath the... Um, the traveler where they could all live and be protected, and this is pretty much like where all the your this pretty much becomes your home base because it's the last. Well, city the tower is the biggest tower in the last city. It's the right. closest to the traveler, but you your hub and destiny is the top of the tower because your guardians you deserve to be bathed in the light, but the last city is what's all below it. It's in Russia. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you don't really go. Anywhere uh, on Earth There's a PvP map that takes place in London. Mm. Um, I was just thinking like, story-wise. Story-wise, I don't think so. 
But London's like a really important thing when it comes to the lore of this because London is the first city to fall to the fallen on Earth. So anyway, that's why that exists. But So yeah, so they build the city and of course it has to get all political because with every new <sighs> oh, yeah. civilization we gotta get political. So this causes uh, what's known as the faction war. I didn't super go into the faction war and I and I think the reason I didn't put a bunch of information on that is because I didn't understand it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, I remember well, looking at it's, it too. It's really political. Yeah. Like it really is like sounds like modern politics but with the future war cult and dead orbit. Yeah. Like so it, it was just really really strange like and at that part like New Monarchy didn't even exist. It, New Monarchy came to exist after the faction war. It was just weird. <laughs> like it was just Really weird information. Um, so all this faction war creates a lot of violence and really isn't helpful in, like, making this new city and pretty much when everybody's fighting each other in, like, the last city on Earth. It's not really something you uh, want. So then, uh, I might pronounce this wrong. Rezal Azir? <sighs> That's how I pronounced it. Mm-hmm. I really, this was the first time I'd ever seen this name. And I having to look, like, I looked into him. He's, like, super important, and I, wow, he's so important that I'm baffled even Destiny didn't talk about him. Yeah, because usually they'll, like... Mention. Mention a name. Like, we know who Saint-14 is, mm. because and what, there's something mentioned for Saint-14. What was the other one who was uh, investigating, like, the Hive and was banished because he was interested in that? Oh, that was, uh, I, I have something on him. I can't think of his name of uh, right Tanix. Nope, Tanix is... Ah, oh, it's gonna bother. Toland. Yeah, Toland. I know it began with a T. Well, like, yeah, he he has, like, this whole big thing, and at least, at least like, they mention his name, like, a couple of times in uh, in the game. Like, there's that whole mission. Where it's because to... this guy isn't a guardian. Or he's not... Yeah, I don't think he's really a guardian. Or if he's a guardian, he's one of the first. But he... Yeah, I I really didn't know anything about him. I think that he becomes... The only people I think that would mention him would be New Monarchy. Because I think New Monarchy wanted him to become the monarch of the city. Mm. And he didn't want to be that. But I... I That's the only place I can vaguely remember anything. Yeah, but I honestly don't remember I feel like his he name and game. is such a fucking important player in all this. And they barely talk about him. Like, he's the reason we have fucking guardians. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he unites all the Risen into guardians. Like, he is the, re- he is the reason... We have guardians, and he's never mentioned. Like you'd think that, like, even the quartermasters would mention him at some point. Yeah, you know, because seeing as you are one, you are a guardian. You think that might be important, Destiny? Yeah, it's like I, I don't know. It baffles me. Like, uh, good. Yeah, it just they really needed to put something on him in this. I uh, know. I agree uh, wholeheartedly. Um, so this the city is eventually saved from the political war. So after all that's done, the Titans build a wall around the city because the fall because of the fallen. So then the hive arrive from Earth, um, from the moon, driving people insane because the hive are nuts. And yeah, the the hive really just drove everyone fucking insane. And like dealing with the hive there's so much darkness in the hive. And so much 
perversion of life. Like, even within themselves, like, all an ogre is, is you take a dreg. Well, not a dreg, a, uh... Well, the, the little ones, the little white ones. God, it's been so long. Yeah, it's been a bit since we played Destiny, I gotta say. Uh, but you take one of those, like, the cannon fodder for them, and then you... A thrall. Yeah, you take is. a thrall, and then you make it hurt both in its spirit and its body and you transform it into an ogre yeah, like big... you you break these things and mold them until they become it and they thrive off anger and pain they are a perversion of everything we understand and that's why everyone's driven insane by the hive they are Lovecraftian as shit, and they're my favorite part of Destiny. They're also, like, everywhere. They're, like, pretty much, like, Parasite. Yeah, because they thrive off death. What planet aren't they on? Uh, Venus? Uh, uh, Mars? I'm trying to think. Yeah, definitely maybe. on Earth. They're definitely, they're definitely on the moon. They yeah, own the fucking moon. Yeah, they um, literally own the moon. The Dreadnought is obviously theirs. Yep. But, like, they are a force to be reckoned with. and But they're all over Earth now, to the point where the, Earth, the Fallen are fighting them. Yeah. Like, they are they are the fucking evil incarnate, and it drove people insane, like fucking Tolan the Mad. <laughs> and then, so Tolan goes in crazy, and then we go to the Reef for the first time, where we find the Awoken in the way that we know the Awoken. Like, the Queen of the Awoken. Yes. Which I always... She was always fucking cool. Mara. Yeah. Again, things they could have done more with. She's going to show up in the next game. I think she's going to show up in the next game the way she was supposed to be in this game. So, she's originally written in the first draft for Destiny as kind of a space pirate. Mm -hmm. Leading the Awoken that way, rather than as a queen. Yeah. More like a captain. So, I think with her dying... From the Dreadnought explosion. Because first off, her brother lived, which is bullshit. He should have died. Yeah. And he even said, like, I still feel her out there. And which the Awoken have a spiritual connection with siblings. So he's like, Mara, Mara's still alive. Yeah. Is it Mara? Fuck it. The Queen's still alive. <laughs> we but keep forgetting names. It's been a while, yeah, I have to been. say. Um, what is her name? Oh, cool. Her name in this is just The Queen fucking helpful um but anyway the the queen she i think she's gonna come back in the next game as the leader of a bunch of space pirates that are probably gonna be fallen because fuck it marasov oh, i was right bitch oh my nipples are so hard <laughs> i love being right but yeah they um I think she's going to come back as a space pirate, a I captain of sorts. I really hope so. Because there's no way Mara, Mara's dead. Yeah. There's... Fuck that. Yeah. And then we have the Battle of the Six Fronts, which was led by the Iron Lords and given that name because they had to protect the city on six different sides from the Fallen. And yeah, and... Yeah, go ahead. They, there were so many of them that, like, it, it was considered, like, a final stand. This was the final stand of humanity. We win here, or we are extinct. Extinct. Yeah. Because there's no if like we don't win this, we're gonna lose. And it's like three think three hundred when you think this, like 
300 Spartans versus the entire Persian Empire. That's what this was. This was the Fallen Force. This is the combined houses. Um, fighting just what's left of mankind. And the fucking Guardians did it. It's considered, like, the greatest win in the Tower history. Why couldn't we have played through that game? You want to talk about useful... Yeah, but we got to fight Steva. Ooh, I was, about to say, <laughs> I was literally about to say, you want to talk about useful DLC. Yeah, but we got to fight Steva, Nick. Oh, boy. But Steva, that super lore important thing? You mean, you mean when it was cool, that one time where you fought the resurrected Iron Lords? And that was it? Yeah, but I get to fight the Fallen again with Siva. Oh shit, that changes everything. <laughs> In case you didn't know, as much as I think that the Iron Lord's part of the most recent Destiny DLC is cool, fuck Siva. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. It's not... I think it's conceptually cool. I just don't think what they I think did the part where you fight Siva Resurrected Guardians is badass. Right. And then they're just like, hey, you do that. And you're like, oh my god, this is great. Like, it's finally, like, interesting. Because, like, the couple missions up to there weren't, like, super engaging. Like, you're like, oh, you fight the prime, th- the ball in the sky thing again. And he's got Siva on him. Ooh. Ooh. And then you, like, go down this dark, scary corridor that was been, like, in, like, cutscenes and stuff. Because, like, that's where they locked the Siva in. Where, like... The Iron Lords fell, and you fight resurrected Iron Lords with, like, Siva. And it's so cool! And it's, like, one of the most badass things ever. And Because it's like, so demented. And then you're like, campaign over, bye. And then, like, I was hoping the raid would have more of, like, resurrected Guardians. Yeah! Like, how fucking cool would it be if you fought the Iron Lords again because it's Siva and it could just resurrect whatever it wants. If you fought the Iron Lords again, but better. If I was able to fight that chick from the trailer that was, like... Uh, what's his name? Saladin's lover or whatever. Mm. Like, as, like, king of Siva. That'd be so badass. That'd be the fucking coolest thing, but instead we got more fucking fallen raids. And some weird, so... weird spider... Like, imagine, like... You know how, like, Cage, Cage 2, you have, like, Xemnas sitting on the throne? Imagine if you had, like, a giant Iron Lord, because they got, like... They looked like they got bigger from the Siva. Oh, just yeah. sitting on a throne, and you had to, like, do shit. And, like, controlling shit from the throne. Right. Because that's... Because, like, the end of the raid is pretty much just a, thi- a giant spider thing yeah. sitting in one spot for the most it's part. It's the same thing. Yeah. Just give me, like, a giant Siva... Siva'd out Iron Lord in a throne, and we have to, let, like, make a raid around that. Let me tell you. At least the uh, King's Fall was a interesting raid. Yes. Like, with, like, interesting things you run into. Like, super demented ogres that come out of eggs. And you fight, like, the sirens before you fight Oryx, the Taken King. Who's, like, this force that you realize, like, is to be reckoned with. But, like, I just never felt that way with the, the last one. What is it? Like, the machine of whatever? War, war, war of the machine? War for the Planet of the Apes? The new Transformers movie? Yeah. No, I agree. Like it was just like the raid's cool. It's a good to do. And, and what we're doing is we're Monday morning quarterbacking this shit. Oh, absolutely. Like and, and I, what it is is I love coming up with concepts for things that I think are cool. But like I realize that there is a reason that the creators did this. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't agree with them. So mm. fuck them. I mean, we hadn't had a f- 
fallen raid yet, right? We have it was Vex, Hive, and Taken. There's four raids, I believe. Not before this one. This was the fourth. There's Volza Glass, Crota, Oryx. Oh, I forgot Crota existed. Crota, Oryx, and then this one. I guess we never had a Fallen Raid. I mean, you could... Whatever fucking House of Wolves threw at us could be a thing, but... Where you fight the Kel of Kells. Yeah. That should have been a fucking raid. They should have made Tanix a raid. That would have been cool as shit. They should have. Tanix just is... threw him in the Prison of Elders instead. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Destiny frustrates me. It does. It's so good, but it's frustrating at the uh, same time. And, and, like, I love so much of it. Anyway, Battle of the Six Fronts happens. We end up winning somehow. And then Osiris, who was a character, a warlock during the Battle of the Six Fronts, was, like, a war hero from that. So was Lord Shax, which explains where his position in it all. Fucking Lord Shax in the beta had me come. Just him showing up helping people is like, go to my personal armory, Guardian. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, whatever you say, Shaq, Guardian. <laughs> Guardian, I will. <laughs> like, I also like how they made I pr- they made the Yalahorn after this fight. Yeah. And it was from the uh, the armor of the fallen uh, Guardians and Warriors. And everybody yeah. That fought. And I was like, that makes that weapon so much more dope than it is. Yeah, the Galahorn, and then purr, like, I just have it on a fucking sparrow now. Fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, yeah, so then they make Osiris the, the vanguard commander because he was a war hero. Um, and then the the lords find Siva and wake up Rasputin. Rasputin loses his fucking mind because how dare you wake up Siva. Yeah. And then, how dare you And he decimates the lords trying to keep them away from Siva. And like the like, and I mean kills, like because he's Rasputin and he's trying to protect humanity, and these abominations are coming in here and trying to fuck it all up. So he, like, kills the lords. The lords find Siva. We get the cutscene from the beginning of Lord of Iron or whatever that DLC piece of shit was. Whatever, don't worry about it. The Iron Lords are dead now. They we are left with one Iron Lord, and that's Lord Saladin. And he is cool. Yeah, he runs the Iron Bananas. He runs the Bananas. Uh, and then after that, Osiris becomes the Speaker's assistant. And then he loses his mind because he ends up getting obsessed with the Vex. Because he can't. E- I can't even talk about the Vex without it making any sense. Osiris became obsessed with the Vex to the point where he moved to Mercury. <laughs> and no one's seen him in, like, years. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one knows where Osiris is. But the lighthouse still stands, and trials are still a thing. So, whatever. Whoa! You right there? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> what just happened? Uh, you, you moved something, and I wasn't expecting it. I moved something? Yeah, it was just, it, like, flickered. Oh, what, what okay. Okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we use Google Docs to do our notes so that we can both see them and edit them. So we both have the same Google Doc open, and it creates some weird shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, so after, I gotta do shit. What are you talking about? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the Twilight Gap and how that went. The the battle for the Twilight Gap is where the House of Wol- the House sorry House of Devils combined with the other houses and attacked the city, and this caused heavy casualties and created the concept of striking against the enemies so they don't do this again. There's a lore reason for striking, which is great. I. I think that's like one thing like Destiny really gets well, and it's not the I, I say one thing. It it does get some stuff. Destiny well. has sucked up so much of our time. Oh, it really has. <laughs> like, and we have had so much fun playing Destiny together 
over the time we've played Destiny. We got into it around the time of Taken King. But, like, we've had so much fun playing Destiny together. It's been one of my favorite video game experiences. I just don't think it's a perfect game. Oh, I agree. Like, I think it excels in getting rid of the because video game stuff. Right. It, like, with the respawning and these missions called Strikes, where you pair up with two people and just do a do a mission somewhere. Like, it absolutely explain, explains how why Strikes are a thing, because we want to get to the enemy before they get to us. Even, even like, the the pvp element it's guardians training to become stronger yeah and, and then, then it like, becomes like a competition and then it's like so you have you have that's what the crucible's for and then you have the trials of osiris because they were like nah the crucible's baby shit here's the trials of osiris osiris said this was better and we praise osiris yeah so it's like all these stuff which is like oh pvp multiplayer you fight against other player people playing the game no it has a lore reason behind it and I then the that- iron lords are the same thing like i want to like make a saladin's like during iron banner he's like i want us to praise the iron lords yeah that's my lord sander saladin impression it's, <laughs> it's not good. bad no, it's not pretty bad. good so yeah so that's where the concept of strikes came from yeah which i always thought was cool and then we end up uh, with the Reef Wars, which are talked about a lot in the House of Wolves DLC. Basically, the House of Wolves decide to attack the Awoken out in the Reef. Um, and the Awoken have their own war against the House of Wolves, which end, end with the Queen killing the Kel of the House of Wolves, or the King. They're called Kells if you're fallen. Because they're cool like that. And then she becomes the leader of the House of Wolves. Um... And ends up locking up all the other people, including Tanix, which is eventually how we end up with the House of Wolves DLC and Tanix becoming the Kell of Kells. That happened to the game. I'm not worried about that. There's, we're just talking about things that didn't happen in the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they they end up kind of having their own t- fallen army, which was cool, I guess. That was a scene I wasn't expecting when I was playing the game for the first time. When you go meet Marisol for the first time and two fallen walk out from like to either side of her throne, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> These are the bad guys. Uh, is she a bad guy? No, it's just she has this house under her control. Yeah. But I always thought that was cool. No, I think it is cool that like like these are like some enemies like throughout the most of the game, like you're like they oh these are like enemies. I shoot them. And then like this is an entire area like in the reef, like you just get, like, they're just walking around. You can, like, buy stuff from them. You can buy items from I have to go find fucking... Oh, the other thing. Um, that's really important. Speaking of what I was just thinking of. The Awoken are allied with the Nine. We don't know shit about the Nine. Mm, except for Zer. Except for Zer. Zer sells us weird shit. Hey. But we don't know anything about the Nine. We do know that the Awoken are allied with the... The Awoken of the Reef are allied with the Nine. And that's part of the reason they were able to win the Reef Wars. The Nine helped them. We don't know how... Because the Nine don't talk. But the Nine live outside of our solar system. We know that. and Which is how the, the Awoken are able to do it. Because they are at the edge of the solar system. Uh, and they send Zer, who's this weird squid-headed dark thing. Who like is like, what are you buying? Because yeah. he's just like a rip-off of that guy from Resident Evil 4. <laughs> like, Pretty much. Yeah. He sells you nice, nice things. I have all things that are nice. Nice and shiny. <laughs> the exotics. But, yeah, so that is really literally all we know about the Nine. Like, we don't yeah. even know why they're called the Nine. We don't know anything about them. Is there nine of them? I don't even know if that's true. 
Is it like Organization 13 where there's 10 of them? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> They're called the nine, but there's 10 of them. <laughs> yeah, right? There are seven of us. What happened to the other two? Don't worry about it. You should have played the last game. <laughs> uh, so then we have during the late age of the city age. That was a, during the latter half of the city age. The late city age. The late city age. Resler Azir goes to the moon and kills a hive wizard named Zor. Zior. Zior. X Y O R. Zior the Blessed. I love, look, really, the reason I wanted that in there, I love the name of the people of the hive. Like, Zior the Blessed. Like, it's something Eye of Crota. Like, it's just so cool. Mouth of Oryx. Like, so cool to me. Left ear of. Yeah, right. Uh,. This, of course, pisses off the Hive, and they invade Earth during the Battle of the Burning Lake, and Sha- Shax beats them. And yeah, specifically Shax was the one who was noted as being the badass in this. Right. Because Shax is constantly a badass, and he just is like, fucking these bitches up. Uh, then the Great Disaster soon followed when we went to the moon and to like try and take it back and Crota was like, ha, this is us. And, and we like decimates them. Decim- and I think like all but one guardian to the makes po- it back. To the point where we go, I guess the moon is yours now. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> like, can, you can have the moon. And I mean, I just love the hive. Listen to some of these names. Cranox the Graven. Telthor Unborn. Fogoth the Untamed, Sardon Fist of Crota, Urzok the Hated, Iryut the Death Singer, Omnigal Will of Crota. Fuck Omnigal. Uh, that was a strike. Oryx the Flame Prince. Even Oryx. Oryx the Taken King. Dude, Alakul the Dark Blade. Come oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> the War Priest. Like, oh, there's just. Golgoroth. There's such cool names in this. There really are. Anyway, and then that's just... Yeah, so... and a, Not much happens between the end of that and the beginning of the Destiny. Game, the game. Where you like, show up. Yeah, when, when you decide, hey man, let's get resurrected now. <laughs> I'm gonna get resurrected and fight some shit. So early in the podcast, I was talking about a quote. Yes. Did you find it? I found it. Good. And I think that it's a really cool quote that I think really... It's how, after reading it, it's how I look at Guardians and why I'm not sure we're the good guys. Anyway, um, so I'm going to read it real quick. This is off of uh, the Grimoire card Legend of the Black Garden. At the end of the path grew a flower in the shape of a ghost. I reached out to pluck it, and it cut me with a thorn. I bled, and the blood was light. The ghost said to me, You are a dead thing made by a dead power in the shape of the dead. All you will ever do is kill. You do not belong here. This is a place of life. And so, in case you didn't know, the Black Garden is like the Vex kind of home plane. That's where the Vex kind of hang out. Yeah, it's where you go at the end of Vanilla Destiny. Yeah, the Black Garden's really cool, and I actually do think the Black Garden's legitimately pretty. But, yeah, it's... You're a super zombie. Resurrect... Brought to life by something that died. Yeah. Born only to kill. Right. And all you do in Destiny is kill. Yep. I 
I hope they play up that more in Destiny 2. And I think they will. We segue, since we pretty since, much for that, we'll segue. So then there's a whole game that happens. Yeah, um, the whole game that happens. So if you don't know anything about Destiny, I highly recommend picking it up. We have our gripes about Destiny, but like we've said, we legitimately like Destiny. It's a lot of fun. Get some friends. If you don't have any friends, I'll play Destiny again. Fuck it. Like, I highly recommend playing Destiny. It's so fun. And it's such a... The the things you do in it are really cool. The things you kill in it are really cool. Don't spend money on it because nothing carries over because they don't know how MMOs work. But, yeah, so it's it's cool. But, so the entire game happens and then we end up with Destiny 2 beta. Or the first mission of Destiny 2. Yes. Which has my dick hard. Now, normally we don't do spoiler alerts because this entire podcast is spoiler alerts. Yeah. But I think it is appropriate for us to do a spoiler alert now. If you have not played the Destiny 2 beta, more importantly, the first mission of Destiny 2, we're going to talk about that for a bit. I don't know when we're going to come back. You might hear some things. Yeah. it's pre- We're going to talk about... I mean, if you've watched any of the promotional stuff, um, they pretty much played through this entire mission already. Right. But if again, if you haven't seen that, like you're trying to avoid that... We gonna, totally understand. We played through it. And we've we're talked talk about a, it. We've talked about the lore of Destiny. The only other thing we're going to talk about is what games we're playing, which is more just so I can talk to Nick. But we're we're probably not going to talk about anything really else lore related based on this. So just a heads up on that. But now we're going to talk about the Destiny Two beta, specifically the fucking ending of it. Yeah. Dude, how hard were your nipples? When you finally confront the leader of the Cabal. Extremely. What was his name? Gore? Gary? Gaul? Yeah, Gary. <laughs> I think it's Gaul. I think it's Gaul. Um, it was great. It was like... It, it's like, it, like it's finally like a, like a, a, like a villain I'm interested... Well, not, not that I wasn't interested in other villains. Dude, I, I loved Oryx. I, I was going <laughs> to say, I always thought Oryx was cool. But like, just the fact that like he like... He's like, your light is mine. And then, Dude, like, I, I literally am scrolling through our texts to when I beat it, because you beat it before I did, to when I beat it with us just quoting it at each other. Yeah. My name is Gaul and your light is mine. So at the end, the, the, the Traveler's still powering the Guardians through with light, even though it's dead. Uh, and it's on its way to come back, coming back to life. That's kind of what happens during the events of Destiny. You help to start bringing the Traveler back to life. And there's just, like, during the mission that you play in the beta... You're just kind of going through it, and like you're watching the ships kind of come in on Earth. Because it's the first time you've been attacked directly on the city by the Cabal. So you are, you're at the top of like this dread, like this ship, big ship for the Cabal that you're trying to get rid of. And the leader of the Cabal comes out, Gary. And Gary is like just talking while it's happening, and you watch this mechanical starfish go around the Traveler. And basically what it's doing is it's capturing the Traveler because Gaul is not an idiot and he realizes this is why you Guardians come back to life. So as it's happening, like your ghost falls and your Guardian grabs the ghost and I felt so helpless, goddammit. Because like that is like you, I never realized how big of a lifeline the ghost felt to me. So I watch it like just fall and I watch your Guardian go out to grab it like it's a fucking child yeah and like you want your thing back and golf's kicking the shit out of you talking to you like 
he fucking says, you're no hero, you've just forgotten the fear of death. Which was the line, oh! that, which was the line that got me, and it goes back to, like, the quote that you just said, that, like, they just, they, they're, like, zombies, they're, like, things that just come They're back. immortal. You, they're immortal. Like, they don't know what, like, death is, so they just shoot things, they get shot, they get back up from their ghosts, and they keep going. Yeah, it makes them, like, the greatest soldiers, these guardians, because they can live through anything because if they die they're just brought back to life by their ghost but your ghost isn't working right now yeah your ghost like stopped it fell you're holding it and like just him realizing like him saying it out loud was just like a shot into my spine that gave me goosebumps oh yeah like and then it ends with like he Spartan kicks you off the he ship. He Spartan kicks you off the thing as he says, my name is Gaul and your light is mine. And I can't wait for this fucking game, Nick. I know. I'm so <laughs> excited. It's so good. And, like, even, like, the parts up to that were good. Like, you were talking about how, like, when you meet Shax and he's just, like, go to my thing. Yeah, you meet... Because you, you, up to this point, like, you land in the city as it's under attack on, on the tower. Yeah. So you're going through this world that you felt safe in. Yeah. This was your safe place, your hub world, and it is under attack. Like, when you see Shax, he isn't fighting, he's picking civilians up off the ground. He is helping people who are hiding, who aren't guardians. And he says, guardian, <laughs> go into my armory, and then you get an exotic. But <laughs> It's great, and like even like I like how like you're fighting with the other guardians, like how you, like that whole part where you're on, like, the main deck area and Zavala's in the back and keeps putting his shield up so you can charge and your you're super. Yeah, you're fighting, like, with Zavala. And when you walk into that area, you hear, like, Ikora go, the speaker is missing! Yeah. And then she loses her shit, jumps on top of a ship and blows it up. It's like, Ikora, you need to calm down, like, three <laughs> notches. I get we're mad, but, like, three notches, kid. Just take it down a bit. <laughs> And then, like, even Cage 6 showing up and, like, for a little bit. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking gunslinging people. It's great. Oh, yeah. It was... It's a very good first mission. I can't wait to play it again when the game comes out. I can't wait to see how this all goes because the fact that our light has been taken the way it was, I've never felt helpless in Destiny. This made me feel helpless in Destiny. It's and great. I love it. It's great. I I'm not I was like jumping up and down. Like I was on that couch. <laughs> I was standing like on that Just couch. Standing on furniture. Just oh, yelling. It's, oh, it's so much. I literally <sighs> cannot wait for this game now. Yeah, I really was like I was like, okay, I'm gonna play Destiny again. Yeah. When it comes out. Like I'm like it'll be a game to play. But now I'm like legitimately hyped for it. Like, that Cade 6 over there matters to me now. <laughs> we pre-ordered Destiny, so we got Cade 6 toys. Um, but yeah, that was that was Destiny and us finally talking about Destiny 2, really, because we haven't together. Did you? So you played, I'm assuming you played through as a warlock? Yeah. How was that? I love the names of everything. So with, with Destiny 2, you have new... Each class is getting a new subclass or a new version of a subclass so rather than sunsinger for warlocks you get what is it dawnbreaker it might be something like that it's fucking cool like everything about it like they have a dash in the air now mm -hmm. it's called the icarus dash and you know me and my boy icarus oh yeah like everything about it just has cool names like this sword even has a name 
Which is actually that might be what Dawnbreaker is. The like, sword, yeah. Uh, but what do you think of the Hunter? I liked it. I played. Obviously, I didn't play the Gunslinger class because we already had that. I played the new one, which I don't remember the name of it, but it's it replaces the Blade Dancer, and you pretty much get like a giant, like. Okay, it's called Dawn Blade. Okay, uh, you you pretty much get like a giant staff. Kind of like like Nightwing or Robin-ish and it's like filled with electricity and you fucking dance around the room like Arc Strider that's dope <laughs> you, da- you, you dance around the room like a goddamn Darth Maul and it's fun the thing I didn't like was that in Destiny 1 one of the subclasses was the uh, the Shadow Stalker yeah I think that was what it was called it was the Void one and one of the last uh, abilities or perks whatever you want to call it you got was the Shadow Step which was pretty much like a dodge roll, and it you couldn't spam it, but it had like a like a two three at max second cooldown. So you had to like wait a bit before you used it again. They made it so in Destiny two everybody has like a third cooldown where before it was your melee and your grenade. Now it's your melee, your grenade, and like a pass like a second one, a uh, third one. Sorry, they made the shadow step a third one, and I don't like it because it the cooldown's so long. So yeah. I can't really use it that much. I think that so. it was more of a balancing thing because hunters were a bitch, but I can see why you'd be frustrated having yeah. used it as much as you did. It looked like, I mean, I didn't play the betas like super in depth, but it looked like there was like perks that like made it recharge faster. Like something about like one of the melees, if you hit it, if you get it, it recharges your thing fully. But I feel like... I don't know. Compared right. to, like, what the other two have as their passive, I feel like... I don't like the Hunters. Like, that they made that it, the Hunters. Yeah. So, so the subclass for the new Solar Warlock is called the Dawnblade, with its ability being Daybreak. So when you summon the sword, it's called Daybreak. That's awesome. Look at badass! And then you have, like, some names, like... Uh, igniting touch, faded for the flame, everlasting fire, phoenix, uh, phoenix dive, heat rises, winged sun, swift strike, and Icarus dash. Oh man, I cannot wait. It's great. That is gonna be my subclass. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like a hyper aggressive warlock subclass. Give me that. Right, right, right in my bum. Meh. But Arc Strider. Let's see what the Arc Strider names are. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I agree. I think they... I like how... Like I said, I was talking about the passives. I think they made Warlocks more viable for raids with their passive. With that the healing pool that they have. Or the other one's attack boost? I think? They can put down, like, the pool... Uh, yeah, 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 I yeah. Think it's a, I know one's healing, one's attack. But I feel like... And I'm sure people will disagree with me, but I I feel like in Destiny One, you could every raid you could do without a warlock, like you needed Titan bubbles and you needed the shadow shots. The helpful part of a warlock was it's usually what made sure you didn't die. The reason I played a warlock so much was I was not good at Destiny, uh. So when I was a Titan, I was always a defense Titan so that I could absorb fucking everything. But when I, the reason I liked Warlocks is because I, I was a Sunsinger most of the time. So when I inevitably died in a raid, I was just like, nope, kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. I just kicked the table. <laughs> right, but I'm saying, like, that's, like, a personal benefit to you. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, to the raid itself. Like, you need, you need the hunters to shoot their arrows so you can get DPS. 
and you need Titans to put gonna, up bubbles. I think that's definitely going to change more, especially Which, with the fact that defense Titans aren't the same. Right, you turn into Captain America now. You, yeah, you're Captain America rather than fucking you put up a bubble. A bubble. A bubble. Than and they can still put up a like a half wall yeah. type thing. But yeah, I think it extends. Like, I've seen it. I think they I think at giving the warlocks the the healing pool or like even the damage pool to like get more DPS will yeah, really makes cool. them more viable as for a team purpose in raids. Warlocks were really good in solo play, but I, I don't think they worked well. I, agree. In team I play. think they were good in solo play in PvP. Yeah. God they wrecked in PvP. Yeah. Goddamn Sith Lords running around. I wonder if that's coming back. Anyway, with the all right, yeah, that was that's us talking about Destiny. We've talked a lot about Destiny today. Oh, we have <laughs> like more than I have in months. But uh, as we end every episode, Nick, what have you been playing, man? Actually, I know the answer to this question, but we're just telling you. Um, <laughs> so it's a couple of things I want to talk about because, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, it's been a while since the last recording because Josh left the country. But I picked up the uh, Insane trilogy, <sighs> so we're gonna start there. So did I. So. Um, I played through most of the first Crash game and most of the second Crash game. And the other day I deleted it off my PlayStation to make room for Kingdom Hearts. Same. Not for Kingdom Hearts, but for Doom. I want to talk about this for a little bit. Now, I want to say this as a person. I did not, before I get maimed by everybody making this comment, um, I would... Did grow up playing Crash, but not religiously. I played most of the original trilogy and a couple of the GBA ones. But I did I never played I don't think I don't know if I ever like finished all of the original trilogy and never played them multiple times. I was just I dabbled. I'm also no stranger to platformers, so it's not like I've never played a platform in my life, so my favorite games are platformers. <laughs> I did not like the insane trilogy that much. I, I grew up playing Crash Bandicoot. It was a staple to my childhood, and I've played the games more times than I can count. And you know what? I didn't either. I just feel like... And I get that the originals were hard, and not... Especially one had like weird controls or whatever. But this was a remaster to the point where they changed what the controls felt like for all of the games, yep. especially one. And I feel like... It's 2017, and in a time where we have multiple good Mario games, Shovel Knight, Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, Spectre Knight, blinked there for a second, which is like one of my favorite, like Shovel Knight is like one of my favorite platformers. I feel like it's not, it, does, it doesn't compare to those. And, and like, it's, it's like the point where like, this game doesn't know what a hitbox is. And it's because, I guess they changed his hitbox from a rectangle to a pill shape, which I can kind of see now, because when you're in a level, in Crash 1, and this is exactly where I rage quit, when you are in the, the level with the bridge in the sky, and the only way to get across it is by jumping on turtles, and you perfectly land on a turtle, and it slides you off because this game doesn't know what a hitbox is, that just pisses me off. That's not my fault. That's because this game... Does stuff like... It's stuff like that. Like, there's times where, yes, I know I jumped too early. I jumped too late. My timing was off. I can, I can see moments like that. But there's moments where I'm just like, that wasn't my fault. So, we're both fans of... You've played Bloodborne, but I'm a fan of the Souls as a series. Right. And I have played those games forever. I've played those... I like, I like those games a lot. But they're known to be notoriously difficult. Right. 
The reason I like those games so much, even though they're very, very difficult games, is because they don't feel unfair. Right. Most of the time. They didn't make me mad. Most of the time. Okay, I got pretty mad at Orphan of Cost when I had one hit left on them and I died. But they didn't didn't get me mad. Here's the difference. There's a difference between Orphan of Cost being hard but fair and that fire dog demon in the chalices when you have half health that was bullshit when you we ha- both know it yeah so <laughs> there's a the hell demon boss in the chalices when you have half health but still take normal amount of damage from Antimela elemental attacks and the freaking dog does fire damage and it's me josh and an npc and it takes us four hours to beat it because that game is because that boss is bullshit we left a little bit of us in that chalice and you both know it yes there's, there's a difference I'm talking to you and the NPC when I say you both know it. Yeah, he's right here. <laughs> but the reason I bring that up is I never felt that those games, for the most part, were unfair. I agree. They were difficult, but unfair. With Crash, and I know it's comparing apples to oranges a little bit, yes. but the concept is it's across all video games. If it feels unfair, like I've done the correct thing and I didn't get the results because the game said no. That's unfair. Like, I am doing the correct thing. Right. And I'm not saying... And when that happens, I rage instantly. Yes. I'm not sitting here saying that, oh, the Crash games are too hard. Because I know they're not easy platformers. And I, Yeah, and I knew I, that going in. And I realized that... I'm not saying that, like, you shouldn't play the Crash games. Like, if you grew up playing the Crash games, pick up they're the They're beautiful. Insane. They're beautiful games. They pick really up, are. Especially remastered. Pick up the Insane Trilogy. It looks great. Like, I... If you grew up with them and you love them, it's kind of like... Me growing up with Kingdom Hearts, I know that they are not good games. They're, they're not amazing games. They're fun, but they're not the best game ever. No, and I can say that, and I know they're flaws, but I can sit here and play every remaster ever. And I know some people can't. I feel like that's kind of like this. I mean, Dark Souls 3, like, Dark Souls 3 isn't a great game. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. It isn't a great game. But I still put, like, a 200 hours into it because I really like that franchise. I like that thing. I'll, I'll do anything for that franchise asks me, asks me to cool oh i uh but like and, and the uh, the insane trilogy is really pretty and like crash has some of the best facial animation oh it, i've seen in an animated video game it's great especially for a platform it's like when he's like running away from the rocks and he's looking behind him it's so fun to watch i just felt very it felt unfair to me and i was not about to i hate getting mad at video games because it makes no fucking sense for me to be mad at something i can put down Mm -hmm. but like when it's day one i just spent 40 bucks on this thing i don't want to put it down which was also great that's 40 40 bucks bucks for three games yeah fuck yeah but yeah i was just i was by the end of it i was i was all set i was like i'm I'm good not playing this yeah it it was too much in my opinion too much unfair hard as opposed to regular hard. Because I'm not I'm not saying that like, oh this game's too hard, I don't want to play it. I'm not a stranger to hard. I I enjoy a hard ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just winked at him. You didn't see because this is a podcast. <laughs> uh, behind the scenes. Um I enjoy a good challenge every once in a while, but I just I felt like it was too unfair for my liking. And people might think that different. Like I said, if you yeah, I don't like... think they do. <laughs> I'm gonna be the first to say you aren't the first person to have this argument. I know. But, uh, so yeah, and so I dropped that, and I played Bioshock Infinite again, because when I picked up the PS4 Remastered, I only played the first one, and then I was looking at my shelf, because when I was like, I'm done with Crash, I was like, what can I play, because Destiny 2's not out yet, 
And I was like, oh, I didn't play Infinite. So I played through all of Infinite again and the Burial at Sea DLC because it's one of my favorite games. It's a good game. Uh, one last thing. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go lately. Uh, yeah, you have. Um, <laughs> I got, I'm got. i in a group chat with him and my other friend, Bro, and I don't play Pokemon Go, so I don't know why I'm in the fucking group chat for it. But I, think, <laughs> I think you just like sharing Pokemon things with me. Yeah. So, at the time of recording this, we're at the end of the Go Fest, which was this big fest in only Chicago, which pissed me off. Why can't you just put it in all major... Like, why couldn't we have it in Boston? Like, why was it just Chicago? Like, why didn't you put it in all the major cities? Anyways, apparently it was a shit show, and I'm kind of glad I didn't go, but at the same time, apparently, like, a lot of cool stuff spawned there. Like, they, like, streamed it on Twitch, like... Because there was, like, incentives. Like, you had to catch a certain amount of Pokemon, then the legendary Pokemon would appear. And then they had to catch the legendary Pokemon, and then it would go to everybody else. That was pretty much what was supposed to happen. That's not what actually happened. But there was, like... Yeah, t- 10 unknowns have showed up here, and I'm just like, I've seen an unknown once in my entire life, and it was somebody else ha- had it in a gym. And it was just like, and there was a Heracross, and Heracross is like an exclusive below a certain la- longitude, because fuck it. Because fuck but it. But he's like showing up there, and I was just like all mad, but apparently there was like so many people, it was like the game first came out again, and everybody kept crashing. So they were like, we feel bad, here's a Lugia. So everybody who went and got a free Lugia, which pissed me off. But anyway, so then they released the Legends, and by Legends, I mean they released Lugia and Articuno into uh, raid battles, which are actually pretty cool, and I'm glad that they added them. They um, Sounds pretty cool. They, I don't know, yeah, I don't know how much you know about them, but every once in a while at a gym, uh, a Pokemon will appear, and there's like different levels of them, so like... The lower levels are like you fight Croconaw and Bayleaf, and like the higher ones are like Tyranitar and Charizard. Dope. So what you do is they they appear there for like a set amount of time. There's they'll usually um, they'll you'll have a timer for when it before it starts so you know so like you can see it, and then there's a timer for how long it'll be there. And you have to go in, you have to fight them, and you can go in with a group of people up to like twenty, and you fight it, and then after you beat it, you have a chance to catch it, and then you get prizes from it and experience. So it's pretty much they pretty much did that with Legends. They did Lugia and Articuno. So I would I played I've been playing since Friday. They they came out Saturday. We played Friday a bit, and I have not seen this many people playing this game since it first came out. And it was is kind it, of like, awesome. Is shit packed again? It was, I will shit say, was packed again. I played Pokemon Go when it first came out. They did something I disagreed with on like a professional level when they dropped radar because it didn't work, and then didn't say anything yeah didn't fix it and then just and then blocks all means of fixing it which yeah. i agreed with i was to do. i was very mad and i thought a lot of people were i thought it was a very poor business strategy and i was like i am done with this shit but i will say that when pokemon go first came out we were all playing it there was some fun shit going to like all these parks and stuff in the area and just playing pokemon go i mean back when i had when i, when I was on a youtube channel that was one of our most watched videos was us just going around catching shit in pokemon go but, um... No, that... This past, whatever, couple days, that feeling has come back with, like... Cool. And it's, like... And you know how, like, everybody would freak out, like, a Charizard or Snorlax or And you'd out. see, like, a group of fat nerds running over there? It's the same thing, but now, like, Lugia's popping up in a gym, and everybody's like, quick, go to this, like, church. There's a Lugia there. And you're like, everybody's go like... Go to a cemetery! There's an legendary! Yeah. 
and everybody's like, all right, we gotta, like, there's just a giant group of people, and, like, everybody gets together, and you fight it, and then everybody has to try and catch it, and you just see people, like, freak the fuck out because they caught a Lugia, or walk away with their heads down in disappointment because they didn't catch one, and it's really, like, like, I've, I've always been, like, playing it, but, like, when that whole thing happened, when you stopped playing it, I really played it, like, just casually, like, yeah. I'd go somewhere, like, I don't normally go, like, I go to this, I go to Boston, I go to New York, I'll whip, I'll take it out and yeah. see what's around, I but like... I didn't, like, actively go out like we used to until now, and so it's really, it's really fun, I caught three Articunos and a Lugia, it's been a blast, I caught a bunch of other stuff, because, like, stuff's actually, like, spawning a whole bunch, because when I tell you, like, we went to Slater Park, and every Pokestop at Slater Park had a, had a, a lure in it. Like That sounds fun. It's it, it's exactly like when the game came out. It's like, they have, like, Niantic has, like, this gold mine of a thing, and they just fuck it up, because there's still issues with it, because, like, let me catch this legendary that has a 2% catch rate, and you can only catch it with Premier Balls, and the number of Premier Balls you have are based on, like, how much damage you did to the to the legendary... Who has the gym that it spawned at? Like, what team you're on and what team has the gym? And, like, I think there's another one. There's another stat. But, like, you get an average of, like, ten Premier Balls to catch this That's thing. That's exhausting. It's a pain in the ass. But it's it's so it's so satisfying when you catch one. But, it sounds uh, it. That's what I've been playing. Josh, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Doom because the first time I played Doom, it softlocked on me, so I'm finally playing it again. Uh, that game's so fucking fun. Like, it's just outrageous. Like, you just play as this, like, destructive bastard trying to beat up hell on Mars. Like, it's there's, it's just fun. It is, like, what a video game should be. Just fun. Just gratuitous. Mindless Masturbating action. fun. <laughs> um, and then I... So I spent a lot of time on planes recently. And in that time, I almost beat all of Master Quest, not nah, of the Master Quest in Breath of the Wild, which is pretty fun. I, I did that too. I didn't beat it. I'm yeah, not, I still like, need to beat the I'm last at the end one. one but... And I've gotten everything else I could possibly get in Breath of the Wild. And then I picked up Shovel Knight because I beat. I, I played Shovel Knight before, but I'd never played uh, Plague Knight or Specter Knight. And I'm I've just beaten Plague Knight, and I'm doing Specter Knight now. So. Yeah, that's. I really haven't had the time to play anything. I've been out of the country. I've been working a lot. Like I, I just haven't had the the real time. Uh, I like. I still casually play Injustice Two. Sub Zero came out. He's fun. Speaking of things coming out, Doomfist came out today. Oh no! Shit, that's today. Yeah, because what we're doing when we stop recording this podcast. I can't. I have friends coming over. I got Janice coming over. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Doomfist was coming out. Yeah, I forgot too. You just mentioned like things coming out, and I was like, "Oh, Doomfist is out today." Oh, I gotta turn Spoilers. on my PlayStation. Uh, yeah, we just dated the fuck out of this episode, but I mean, I just did when I was talking about GoFest. Yeah, that's true. And then, yeah, I mean, I really just haven't been playing anything. Like, and then just the games I just casually play whenever people want me to, like Overwatch and fucking whatever. I still need to pick up Splatoon. Yeah, I'm like half nervous to pick it up. I, I that's why I didn't rush out and buy. It. But so it came out the same day I bought an Apple Watch. So I I already spent three hundred fifty bucks on my fucking wrist. Yeah. So I wasn't going to to jump into that. Yeah. But yeah. The, yeah, I have some like reservations about that. 
I haven't I heard. Want, I don't even want to talk to that about that now or later. But... Later, we'll, we can talk about that later. But that, I mean, that's that's about it for me. You've been having a lot more fun with video games than I have. <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun playing Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't blame you. And uh, but yeah, anyway, we're Navi Tales. Uh, if you want to talk to us, I'm the Great Sweaty P on Twitter, and I don't know. We should make social media for this, but mm, we will eventually. Yeah, I'm uh, Mister Underscore Gomes zero one seven. On Twitters. And, uh, yeah, you can look me up on Instagram, too, if you're curious about my trip to Ireland. I don't have one of those. The Great Sweaty P on Instagram. You can just look at Josh. Yeah, you can look at me. But, anyway, yeah, that's, uh, we're Navi Tales. Uh, next time we're going to talk about another video game that we haven't decided yet. Yeah. We don't plan ahead. Or do we? You don't know. You'll never know. Fuck you. See you next time. Bye. Love you.